0: listening to the Fayetteville 411 podcast produced by the City of Fayetteville, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. I'm Sherry
1: Kropp. And I'm John Salling. Thanks for listening in to the Fayetteville 411 podcast. This podcast is just one way that the city shares information with our residents and Today, Sherry and I have invited members of our Development Services Department to talk about the services and systems they have to help the residents of Fayetteville. We're joined today by Sherry Winstead from Permitting, Daniel West from Code Enforcement, Heather Eckert from Planning and Zoning, as well as Scott Walters from Planning and Zoning. How are all of you today here? Doing,
2: doing well. Good. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And I think we kind of want to break down what some of those divisions in Development Services Uh, do for the city? And Daniel, I might start with you here and code enforcement.
3: So um, in code enforcement, what we do is enforce the city code throughout the city through residential and commercial properties. Um, Common codes that we enforce are solid waste uh, for trash and debris, substandard building conditions and specifically this time of year heating issues uh, for houses that don't have sufficient heating systems. Um, We do that through both proactive enforcement with our nine inspectors enforcing in the field what they find as well as complaints brought into the city by the customers of the city.
1: Okay and heating issues do we run into a lot of those over the winter?
3: Very much so, Uh, especially this time of year as it gets colder. um, A lot of individuals call in uh, due to heating system malfunctions and not appropriate heat in their facilities.
0: And can you touch a little bit um, about, I know we've got a lot to talk about today, so we won't um, talk about it too much, but um, if a resident or someone um, sees something that they might feel is a a code code violation and they call into your, uh, what is the process that, that, you go through to handle those calls?
3: So there's two ways to report. One is they can contact the administrative office for our department at 433-1056 and speak to the ladies in the office and make a complaint through them. Um, Or you can use the city's application, the C-Click Fix app, and make a report straight through the app. Um, The process with that is when a complaint comes in, it is assigned to the inspector by the administrative staff An inspector will either go out and inspect or make contact with anybody involved that they would say an interior inspection, they'd make contact with the tenant Um, or they may just drive by for exterior problems or things in the yard or in the street. Um, They'll make an inspection. If a violation is found, they will generate a letter called a notice of violation and send it to uh, the property owner for that property and depending on the violation distinguishes the time frame that they have to correct that issue um, all of our letters have contact information for our office and the inspector themselves. and we encourage the public if you receive that letter to reach out to that inspector and make contact with them so that we can work with you to create a resolution for the problem
0: great thanks for that information uh, and Sherry, you're in the um, the permitting. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So talk a little bit about what the permitting um, piece of the Development Services Department does.
2: Right. In permitting inspections, we are the ones, departments, that process permits. So for any um, citizen, of, you know, residents of Fayetteville, they would, co- you know, submit their application. We do everything through the portal, an online portal. So everything is done online. Um, and for commercial and residential, they will do construction projects that can be at your home like a homeowner um contractors handyman you know things of that nature that's we have to apply for permits for many many things uh any pretty much anything you do that requires construction work of any kind commercial of course and then residential you you need to pull a permit for to get basically it's getting permission to do the work that you're doing so that you don't get code and violations and things like that nature,
0: and there are um, a lot of things that residents don't even realize that you need a permit for. Correct. You know, they, yes. Dad is a handyman, and he's going to put a deck on the back, you know, back porch or something like that, and they don't think anything about it, mm-hmm. and they just do it. But mm-hmm. you actually need to have permit for that.
2: Pretty much. I mean, there are some exceptions to the rule, but for overall, um, yeah, you would need a permit. For example, yard sales. A lot of people, residents, don't know that you right. need a permit yeah. for a yard sale, mm-hmm. um, fences. You know, things of that nature. There are things. That you know, especially as homeowners, you know, you want to do it yourself. You're not thinking. You're thinking you own the home. You can do what you want, basically, but that's not always the case. So a lot of times you have to still pull a permit, whether you pull it as a homeowner um, or you hire a licensed contractor to do it for you, and they would pull the permit.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: We do have a list of permits that are required on our website. Yeah. Um, that's what I, I was, was going to ask. That. Or what, they can always they call. Go? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not that... Um, <laughs> For code enforcement right. and permitting and inspections. It's not that you want to be in everybody's business, nope. but you're trying to help people correct. to make sure that things are done the correct way
2: correct. and that they're safe. Absolutely, right? yes. And that's the main reason, because the permit is, you know, given, you, given the person or the um, contractor license to do the work, but you also want to know, make sure that the work is being done correctly yes. and done right yeah. and by code. Um, and in order to do that, you need to have an inspection, and an inspection does not get done unless there's a permit so um and they only inspect work that is being done and that has been permitted so it's it's definitely a good thing it's definitely overall best for homeowners for um contractors and for the owners of the business property um it's definitely best cause you get the inspection um, pass that inspection then you get a certificate of occupancy or a certificate of compliance and that tells you um that you passed and it's safe and you can trust that the work was done completely
0: and do you all have like a portal where um, residents can visit the webpage and fill out and apply
2: for yes. permits? Yes, everything's done on our e-development portal, and that's new this year. So we've had some, um, you know, growing pains learning how to do it, but it's, it's coming along really well. It's, um, it really helps us as a department to process permits faster, but still correctly and accurately, but a lot faster because we get a very large amount of permits. So it is nice that it's not all paper and hard copy. And so and it's in a lot of times it's easier for the those that are submitting the permits. And if they have questions, of course, we're always there to help. That's our job. And we know we want to help them through it. It should not be stressful. We don't want it to be stressful for them. So anything we can do to help make the process easier. That's what we do.
1: Sure. Sure. All right. And moving to our third group here, we kind of have a tag team, but uh, planning and zoning. Uh, Heather and Scott would you kind of like to tell us a little bit of an overview of what your division does?
4: Sure. So planning is where a large majority of development processes will begin. Planning is where you would come to seek rezoning for a site if needed, or potentially a variance if you need to reduce your setbacks for some reason. Uh, special use permits as well is where that all begins with us before even they have reach out for permits for construction. Zoning as part of that and i'll let scott describe zoning
5: yeah so basically zoning um we regulate the zoning ordinance that the city has um in things that we look at um are you know lot size setback requirements um placement of structures on properties um I'm, i'm searching here but uh We we, obviously we do other things and we also review projects that come through, whether it comes through planning uh, for an initial um, rezoning or whatever. We're also in that process Um, and on the permit side. So and we have separate permits that um, are just zoning permits. Um, And so that's basically what we do. Sure. Okay. What's kind of the importance of having those zones in place in the city? Well, zoning itself is, you know, to separate obviously commercial from residential and, you know, industrial from those as well. Um, And that's the concept. And then there's different size for each. So you have density requirements. Um, So, you know, if you want a development or subdivision that has certain size lots in it, then you go with a certain zoning for that. Whereas if you have a development that has apartments in it, we have a different zoning for that.
0: So you all cover a lot of ground. I mean, it goes from your your pre-planning, your planning before anything is even built, um, then to getting the permits um, when you're building something and then having inspect it inspected to make sure it's, it's safe and up to code. And then we have code enforcement, which tries to maintain um, the integrity of everything and keep things nice and clean and beautiful and
1: Uh, Then circling back to you, Heather, uh, how can people access planning when they need to work with your division here?
4: Sure. So I'd probably recommend starting by giving us a call, 910-433-1612, and speak with somebody in the office about what you're trying to do. So we can give you a little guidance up front about what you might be looking at needing to do. And then once you're past that point, you can apply online for whatever the request may be, a rezoning, a variance, something along those lines. Um, And even along with that, we might recommend that you apply for a courtesy review by the Technical Resources Committee. It's a great resource. They give you comments from multiple departments, planning, zoning, building, PwC. You get all of those comments in one spot to give you some guidance on what you're looking into getting yourself into with the development. And that can all be done online through the same portal as Permitting and Inspections.
0: And Sherry, I'm going to jump back to you um, as far as the permitting goes. Uh, For people who might have questions or need a little bit of help or guidance um, going through the permitting process, um, they can also come into City Hall, and I believe someone can assist them with that process?
2: Yes, yes. We do a few things. That is definitely an option, and sometimes that's just what people need. We do have a kiosk where you can come in and you still apply for the permit, even create an account you know, right there for the very first time. But we can mirror your screen so we can watch you, help you, tell you what to do. If they don't know what category, what permit type, we can show them how to do that. And so we can work through the entire process. And most of the time that's all it takes is just one time of them doing it and then they, can, they understand. You know, the process and they can do it on their own. Um, but another way for me personally is that, you know, people reach out to us all the time. We get phone calls and also personal emails directed to us if we've given them a permit and um, we're, you know, we're happy to help. So they will call. And what I do is I have created, you know, informational emails that I will send out to them. It's a lot easier for me and for them if I have it in written form and then it tells them exactly links, exactly what to do screenshots all the information and then if they get stuck just to give me a call back directly or email me and I'll be able to have you know I can help them more um, and usually I just email back with sc- I do a lot of screenshots it really helps them to show exactly what they need to be looking at or usually they have a struggle they'll tell me exactly what they're struggling with on how to upload or, or um, they're not able to get into their project and there's usually reasons for that and I can explain that to them and help them um, help them out and help them get it. And they really do appreciate that when you go out of your way or do a little bit of extra and um, do the emails with screenshots and stuff. People seem to really appreciate that. And um, and so that's what I do. I think whatever is to help them, I just try to think of myself, if, if I were in their shoes, what would I appreciate receiving? And that's what I give.
0: And that's great customer service. And that kind of leads me into um, uh, my next question that I want to ask. So we've been hearing a lot about some Uh, quiet deeds that um, employees and staff of the development services department have been doing Um, and we want to talk about a few of those quiet deeds and and basically it's about uh, staff that go above and beyond Mm -hmm. um, just you know to try to help customers and Mm -hmm. um, making sure that uh, things that we wouldn't expect y'all to do Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't even have to pertain to your
2: job, but right. you're there to help. Right. Um, let's talk about those. Let's, uh, Sherry. Well, for me personally, um, I'll be honest, it's usually the things that I just spoke about. It's just those little things that you, they don't take any time. They don't take any time at all to email back, send a screenshot, be descriptive, create, you know, I already have pre-created emails that are just easy to copy and paste. So you just make it to where it's easy for you. It doesn't take any time. And I don't mind taking calls. So basically just doing those little things like that, what I have received is a lot of feedback that's been very, very, it's very it makes you feel good when you can help someone. It just makes you feel good I don't, in whatever job that may be. And so they will email me back and tell me how much they appreciate me or people will say how much they appreciate that they don't feel like a bother. Because a lot of them, they are trying. They're trying to do it right. They're trying to do the process and they're doing their part and they just need help or they're stuck. And they like that we don't, our department doesn't make them feel like a bother because they're not being a bother. It's our job to help them. And that's what, that's what I do, and that's what the other permit techs do. So for me, the quiet deeds are just those little things you do that you don't have to do mm-hmm. technically, but you want to do. And it's the right thing, and it, and it is our job. But um, just those little things is what I see people really appreciate. Yes, and it's those little things that customers remember,
0: right? and, and, it, and, back it, and be- it kind of um, sets the uh, their impression right? Yeah, exactly. for, for the rest of the department. Right, exactly.
1: Daniel, can we get you to weigh in on uh, your experiences, uh, either a quiet deed that you saw or a quiet deed that maybe you were part of that someone pointed out?
3: Yeah, um, so with code enforcement, one of the advantages of that is we spend the majority of the time in the field. Uh, We're in the community, we're on the streets, and it gives us an opportunity to see a lot of what's going on in the city. There's been instances with our officers driving through traffic with broke down vehicles where they've been able to pull over and use their emergency lights on their vehicle to direct traffic and help assist motorists get out of the roadway. Um, Myself and the other supervisor were driving through the downtown district on a very windy day and found a fire started in some of the leaves um, right here by city hall and was able to get out and put that out um, before it become a big fire and put any of the surrounding buildings in jeopardy. Um, Aside from that, just in the normal course of our duties, we've had multiple instances where we've notified a property owner of the conditions of their property deteriorating when they don't live in this area, they don't visit that property regular, and have come to find out that they had people that were not under a lease staying in their property and causing damage to that property. And through our process of notification, we've made them aware of that and brought it to the forefront of their attention so that they could um, get that property cleaned up and reclaim it before it got damaged any further. And one of our most recent ones of those, we ended up determining through our investigation that that property was actually stealing power from an elderly lady nearby. So we were able to put a stop to that, uh, working with PD and, um, Of course, PwC and the different agencies working on that, we were able to get a resolve um, with several issues going on stemming from that one property. And in that case, the property owner had recently purchased and had no idea of the condition of the property because they bought it sight unseen wow look at the
0: impact of that little bit of extra effort that you put in there that's fantastic
3: yep we're our our focus is to help the community despite how we're seen a lot of times as is enforcement um most
0: people don't like to see the code enforcement car coming they don't and (laughs) but
3: our our goal is to help those people that need help and to keep the community looking good and keeping it safe for the people that are in the community and we we get a it's a huge privilege to be able to do that.
4: So, Heather, do you have a, a quiet deed story? So recently we did have some citizens visit City Hall about a month or so ago. Uh, they're a married couple, both members of the deaf community, um, and they came in regarding what ultimately turned out to not be really something we could address in development services at all. It turned out to be more of a civil matter, but uh, just took some time out of my day to assist them and try and give them as much guidance as I could. And being that they are deaf and I do not know American Sign Language currently, a lot of this was taking place writing notes back and forth. Um, So it took a little extra time, but that's, that's what we're here for, is to give the citizens assistance, even though I did ultimately have to direct them to a different entity, but it gave me the encouragement to go ahead and sign up to take a class through FTCC for American Sign Language, which was something I was interested in doing anyway. Went ahead and did that just because we have a whole community out there that most of us can't communicate with, and I can't imagine their frustrations going out in the public and not being able to communicate and not have people be able to communicate with them in return.
1: And Scott, do you have a story to add here? Well,
5: I don't have any uh, (laughs) as good as the others, but um, since I've been here, I've only been here a few months. um, I think the good thing was it was, I was somebody coming from the outside in um, fresh eyes on what we're doing um, and trying to make some changes that make it easier for you know, the citizens, the customers, Mm -hmm. um, to submit things and get through the process. And it is an ongoing struggle with our system to improve it and with the overall goal of making it easy for the customer. Uh, One of the things I did do when I got here um, was I made a short little video on how to make a site plan, and we posted that on our website. So, if somebody needs a site plan for something simple like a shed or a, even a deck or a swim pool or a fence or whatever, um, because most of our permits require that you have a site plan, you can go in there and watch the video and, you know, it's a step-by-step tutorial video that shows you how to do it and use the tools that are on there to achieve that. Um, other than that, just trying to, you know, work towards making it easier for the customer and, uh, Sherry's hit on it. We have the kiosk up there, and obviously we go up there when somebody comes in, if they have a problem, and help them as best we can to get through that. And we got some folks in in a community that are older. Um, mm-hmm. They don't like technology as much as the younger generations. Um, so we have had to help them quite a few times up front uh, to get through that process, but that's, that's about it for me. Still very nice. Mm-hmm.
0: So wonderful customer service that you're off- offering the residents of, of Fayetteville, and we appreciate that, and I'm sure that they do too. Thank you. Um, so Sherry and Scott and Heather and Daniel, we want to thank you for being our guest today on the Fayetteville 411. Um, we do want to make sure we give out some numbers for people that might want to call your um, uh, code enforcement permitting and inspections and planning and zoning. So um, for planning and zoning, what number would people
4: call? So for planning, you can reach us at 910-433-1612.
2: Okay, and permitting and inspections? 433-1707, choose option number three. Okay, code enforcement.
3: 910-433-1056.
0: And, of course, visit the webpage at FayettevilleNC.gov to get all of the information about the services that you Mm -hmm. offer, correct? Correct. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right.
1: And that wraps it up for this episode of the Fayetteville 411. The Fayetteville 411 is one of several podcasts that the city produces for our podcast channel, Radio Fayetteville, as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fayetteville. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fayetteville on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music podcast portal.
0: You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fayetteville has to offer by downloading the Fay TV streaming app available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. You can view all of our video content by visiting FayTV.net. And to get information about city services, go to our webpage at FayettevilleNC.gov. Thanks for joining us.